welcome uh, to the latest EG Like Sunday Morning. It's the day before Halloween, and fittingly, I am joined by a scarily talented pair, uh, preternatural pre-Guan Man and petrifying Piers Wayner. <laughs> Uh, sorry for those of you listening at home who can't see, but Pui and Piers, you have outdone yourselves on the costumes. Really fantastic work. Thank you very look much. look amazing. Too much fake blood? I don't, <laughs> I don't think you can too have much too much fake, much fake blood. blood. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> We're of one mind. <laughs> uh, and uh, speaking of blood, uh, we will turn to the, of course, to the merry world of politics. Uh, now, <laughs> many out there might not be in much of a mood for Halloween uh, because... The last few weeks have been enough of a horror show, uh, but the tricks and treats keep on coming in Westminster. And this week has seen a pair of big names rising from their fairly recent graves. Uh, just not the one we were talking about last week. No, well, exactly. I mean, to, to sideline, let's get back to Halloween in a second. But I, I, I really like the fact that if there is a Cincinnatus in in Westminster, it, it ain't Boris Johnson, is it? The only people who've been dragged back from their plowshare have been, well, have been half of his cabinet. Um, I mean, the the continuity cabinet of little bits of trust and little bits of Boris and then a little sprinkling of Sunak on the top is <laughs> is hopefully going to be a winner. The market seems to like it. But with the Halloween thing, I mean, the, the really good news is that everybody can, can dust off their Michael Cove masks because <laughs> Gingy's back in town. Which is great uh, news for everyone. I don't, I don't know about you, but round our way, the little kids wearing Michael Gove masks, you just, you know, there's thousands <laughs> of them. Uh, it's, it's, it's definitely the big choice. It's either Michael Gove or Harley Quinn. Uh, they're, they're the only, <laughs> only two we get. It is a toss between the two, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know which I'd choose. I don't know which I'd choose. Um, so taking uh, the newest Prime Minister first at time of recording, uh, what was... You've got to have uh, that really, caveat, haven't you? Yeah, just <laughs> you in case. You do at the moment. Just in case. Uh, what was real estate's reaction uh, to Rishi Sunak's pretty serene passage, actually, to the the big job this time? Well, exactly. I think I think pretty serene. It was uh, largely positive. There's obviously there are always the, the the we'll have to wait and see, and the devil is in the detail comments. Um, <laughs> but as soon as you get away from the the publishable quotes and and you actually start getting to talk to people about what they really think and don't necessarily want you to print actually much the same you know it was still just okay this seems good this this the, this is the one that we hoped would get it the first time around and um and the market response has been the same pretty much i mean the um it it was all you didn't get any of the the the, the big jumps that you got around the mini budget um because things had all been sort of factored in before and i think that's where we are we're, we're now back to an assumption of stability and everything sort of being this, uh, I'm going to reach for a musical term and hope that glissando is actually something that makes sense. I might have just made it up. I don't know. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> As I'll opposed to staccato, is that what I'm getting at? Does that make sense? <laughs> They're probably two completely different. Things. Anyway, the idea is instead of going, <laughs> instead of having the sort of the jagged jump cuts of um, whatever mm. was going on with uh, the trust administration and then the the U-turns away from it and the Jeremy Hunt correction, are we going to be calling it that, um, future historians? Um, the, the Sunak era so far has been one of sort of calm waters, despite the fact that actually what he's been doing has been pretty big. I mean, a wrecking ball has been taken to everything that that trust had proposed and some of that I mean, we'll get onto this in a minute i'm sure but some of that was actually stuff that people in the industry were like oh okay that sounds like an interesting idea 
I mean, some of it was stuff that the markets went absolutely not mm. and had a meltdown over. But, you know, it does seem that, that the the um, the correction, if you like, has taken things back to a pre-trust epoch. The only thing we've got, like these sort of glitches in the matrix, are a couple of members of her cabinet just sort of hanging around for no reason <laughs> other than, you know, they're a glitch in the matrix or something mm. more Halloween-y, a, a, a revenant. <laughs> a revenant. Um, it, it does seem like that a lot of the language is is that kind of safe pair of hands and, and the wonderful yeah. phrase dullness dividend. Exactly. Yes, the dullness dividend is is, is definitely a favourite. Um, I mean, who knew? But then if you if you watch the the interesting thing is the, whole, the sort of safe pair of hands and the dullness thing and all of this, there's a, a, a temptation, I think, just after the the roller coaster of trust. Um, which I'm sure will be coming to a theme park near us all soon. Um, but <laughs> they are replacing that... Nemesis at Alton Towers, aren't they? I believe. So. Brilliant. Trust us. <laughs> um, but there, there is a temptation to say, oh well, no. I mean, it's, it's continuity, it's security, it's it's safety, it, it's dull. But then you know, you watch him in in PMQs, and he's. He's got the pizzazz. He's actually trying to bring the fight. I mean, that, that robotic performance of his first of, of Sunak's first speech, which was extraordinary. I mean, it was almost as though they, they'd forgotten to put one of the batteries in or something. It, it was just bizarre. Um, and then again, the 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 later speech, the, slight, the slightly longer one, not much better. But then in PMQs, he sort of came alive and you started to get a sense that that there are going to be some policies and there are going to be some interesting takes on things. Um, so I think maybe um, the safe and dull uh, assessment might be a little premature, but and he, the devil is in the detail and obviously we'll have to wait and see. Uh, he is, of course, our, our youngest prime minister for yeah. about over a century, isn't he? And, uh, so people... I don't think he's a century younger than the rest of them, but, but yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, so uh, in, in my for, among my contemporaries uh, on on Facebook, there were people despairing uh, over being older than the prime minister for the first time, uh, which yes. is a, a landmark that I have reached this week. I, I was I was just narrowly younger than the last one, so mm. I'm I'm now definitely older than this one. So uh, but it's it, it's it, it's going to be a few years before Pui hits that milestone, so that so she'll be all right. <laughs> Never know. You never know. I don't know. That. Um, I mean, they're getting through prime ministers at a rate of not three. So, so maybe they'll get around <laughs> to some sort of, you know, uh, Tahina Davies will probably be, um, I don't know, the next four or five. She's the, the <laughs> remarkably young looking levelling up minister. In fact, Lee Rowley, housing secretary, he looks young as well. They all look so young, Jess. They're all so young. <laughs> I, I, I've stopped uh, paying attention to what housing ministers look like. They, they, <laughs> they, they're here and gone so quickly. Um, uh, Pui, uh, turning to uh, uh, the market reaction, and it, it's based on our headlines this week. It, it seems like it, it might take a little bit longer for investor confidence uh, to be restored. Um, yeah, that's right. I mean, um, a little more uh, doom and gloom, I'm afraid, folks. Um, <laughs> at least it's again quite fitting for for Halloween, I suppose. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, in terms of London offices, take up has slowed to 2.7 million um, square feet, um, according to Gerald Eve, um, weakened by all the sort of market shenanigans that we've been um, seeing, and leasing decisions being delayed by all that. Uh, and availability has dropped to 8.2%. Um, 
And the experts reckon that London office total returns are going to stay negative this year and going into to next year. Um, and yeah, the uh, RICS um, has uh, crunched the numbers and found that surveyors across commercial property uh, more broadly felt that um, investors have been turned off by all of the dropping uh, demand uh, from tenants, um, even for industrial, which was in positive territory still just about, but showed a significant slowdown on, on previous quarters. Um, so, so yeah, I, <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, that's not, I mean, maybe there are some bright sides. I mean, um, I think rental growth in, in London offices uh, have showed that there's been a rise. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, a mixed bag. Do you think, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, currencies react very quickly, uh, stock prices react very quickly, but this kind of thing, it does take a little bit of time for for figures uh, to come through and, and for, for, for things to be calculated. So do you think uh, the dullness dividends will, will help uh, in, in the last few months of 2022? Yeah, I certainly think so. Although, I, you know, again, it's who knows what next week will bring or the, or the week after, but um, one can only hope, right? <laughs> yes. But I, I think you're right yeah. just though, because you've got those, you've got all those sort of macro economic issues and those sort of global picture things and, and tre- long-term trends. And those, not only do they take a long time to filter through, but but they track in one direction or another and they so they shift slowly. Um, whereas terrible news or really bad mini budgets they whack markets and they rarely do it in a positive way. So I think, you know, even if I, I was talking to to um to a senior politician the other day who said you, you, know, it's, it's, you it's show actually, off. I know, <laughs> me, I know. Uh, but he was, he was saying that that what's actually quite interesting over the last few weeks was suddenly seeing politics make a difference. And that kind of, oh look, yeah, the things we do do matter, even if it's terrible. Yes. Um, and I think that, you know, if there, even if there are some amazing policies coming out of this iteration of the government, you know, this regeneration, that um, that it might take a long time for it to to track through and it will be such a slow creep that we mm. probably won't even notice it. We'll just be a decade into the summit uplands and, and go, oh, look, that was all right, wasn't it? Just before it crashes. Yeah. A, a well, that said, creep. I mean, oops, sorry. A, a, a slow creep to return to the Halloween theme. <laughs> just just all the best horror films have a, a slow creep uh pursuing <laughs> teenagers anyway Pui, you have a more important point i suspect oh no I, well it wasn't that i mean actually that it, i mean it wouldn't really have fit with your uh, the horror movie uh, creeping theme that you were going with which is just to say that i, I suppose the markets reacted um quite positively um you know when when sunak was brought in and when the cabinet was announced and there was a bit more certainty around um jeremy hunt so um being chancellor that is um and um <laughs> yeah i don't know where, where that where that would have gone but um but yeah um it seemed like the, certainly the FTSE 100 reits and um some of the house builders as well um there was a noticeable um pickup in in terms of of stocks uh, going up after that so you know maybe there is something to be said about that but it's sort of it's 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 returning to the point that they were before the nosedive. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's it's lifting it back up to the level. It's the, yeah. you, it's those those sort of long term actual positives as opposed to correcting a short term negative. That's I think that's the thing that's harder to harder to to predict. But I know what. Well, what, what, 
the the people that you guys are talking to, what do they make of um of Gove's return? If they are they fairly happy? The ones I've spoken to, I've got a really weird mix of responses, which is quite nice. Well, I, I feel like you, yeah, yours is probably going to be a more intriguing bag yes. than mine <laughs> by the sounds of that teaser. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just just the, the, there's there's the thing um, there's there's something about Gove, not not something about the night that was somebody else, but there is something about him that that even though he's he's got this sort of weird bundle of reputations um some for you know some people just hate him because of the whole brexit thing some people hate him because of this this idea of him being a traitor um some people hate him for for whatever other reasons um and then you get a whole other load of people who will say ah but he delivery he's really good at detail he engages with the with the with whitehall he's got a a real interest in whatever brief he's got um I was talking to somebody who's saying that he's he's the first uh, secretary of state um, that they can remember in, in like recent years who actually seemed to care about what the department did, um, not care about it because they're doing a job and blah, 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 but actually had a sort of a passion for it, which is quite interesting. But the thing that I find fascinating is the people who who find him unnerving or irritating or think that he's going to do bad things to, to the industry are not different from the ones who also think that he, he's all about delivery and that he's um you know he's a good person to have in the job because of it you know, you've got people who, who are generally saying i i wouldn't trust him as far as i throw him i could throw him i think he's going to do terrible things but i'm glad he's in the post because at least something <laughs> will happen and we'll have clarity and and you know that he cares and it's just i can't think of any other politician who gets that kind of split response from the same people many um, who are divisive but few who are divisive of of individuals right down the middle uh there's something about gove uh, by piers weiner coming to bookstores early 2023 <laughs> is that right piers? oh yes yes yeah <laughs> um and um what do you think uh what do you think his return to the the leveling up post is is going to mean for that that agenda i mean sam's set out uh, a pretty uh, strident request uh, this week um for him to to actually deliver on on leveling up but what do you think he well, will yeah, do yeah i thought it was interesting specifically to focus on on delivering on on devolution strengthening mm. strengthening those regional authorities and um i think that's that's a clear focus of it, isn't it? That if, if you want the mechanisms to work, then then you have a number of choices. You either strengthen the whole way that that mechanism works and you you be a bit more local, a bit more sort of, of regionally focused and, and give power to those places, or you just chuck money at it and hope. And we're definitely not in a position where chucking money at it and hoping will work. So it, it's got to be the other thing. Um, but yeah, I think that, that having him back in I mean, one, it's a continuity play. So the whole thing of, of Sunak saying we were elected on a 2019 mandate. This is he, he said this a number of times already um, that he, he keeps referencing the 20, 2019 manifesto, the 2019 mandate. There's that continuity play. So that's very much going back to levelling up being important. Um, I mean, Liz Truss obviously said that she was interested in levelling up with conservative characteristics, um, which meant investment zones. 
now it looks like investment zones aren't that important. I think there still there still seems to be the the desire to to have a look at them and see if they can do something, but not in the way you know, not in the the ambition of an investment zone in everybody's back garden or a thousand investment zones will bloom. Um, but instead, it does look like we've we've kind of taken a step back, but maybe that's not such a bad thing, and that that focus on on what Gove's agenda was, which seemed to be rationalising. It, it was all about that there was a whole desire to get all of those, those, however many there were, I think there were like, a, at one point there were 130 odd pots of money that could be described as levelling up funding that each, um, each authority had to apply to to get the money and then they could pull it, but you had to do it separately. Whereas he, his big thing was that he wanted it all to be kind of pulled into one. So I think we'll see some movement on that. It's interesting that he's had like already had long chats in number 10. Like it was a two hour conversation before he said yes to the job. So mm. who knows what he was asking for there and whether he got it. And then the next day he was he was back at number 10 before any of his colleagues. I think it was like 730 that he showed up, which is I mean, maybe he's just very keen or maybe he knows that they serve really good pastries that early in the morning. Who knows? He's an old hand. He's been there before. He knows it all. Uh, and with all this in mind, Piers, when can we expect the next episode of EG's Office Politics? Ah, well, yes, we're going to be putting that together uh, in the next couple of days, actually, and then broadcasting shortly afterwards. We were going to time it. This is the idea. We were going to time it so that we could uh, do it as a response to the the fiscal statement, the Halloween um, fiscal statement, which, of course, now isn't happening. That's happening mm. in the middle of November. Um, so we thought rather than delay us, we'd just talk about what's been going on so far because i'm I sure think, you'll find i'm I sure you'll find a couple enough. of things to yeah I think, I think we might be able to talk about are you things. are you regretting launching it as a monthly podcast i mean perhaps a, a, a weekly or even daily could have, i think could minute have been... by minute we could have we could have actually <laughs> filled it um yeah. yeah it's i i the there was there was even when mark brisk and i were talking about this um a while back uh, we were saying, yeah, monthly seems about the right sort of pace. Cause, and also within that, there are, there are going to be months when when not much is going to happen. So, you know, <laughs> we want the flexibility. Fingers crossed. Well, the idea, I mean, the idea of a month when nothing happens in, in politics and, and even the politics that's relevant to to our listeners and readers. I mean, that sounds like a joyous turn of events. I, I can't imagine it happening anytime soon, though. Yeah, I look forward to to the first episode where it's uh, the pair of you just talking about the weather uh, or <laughs> something something good you've seen on Netflix. Um, okay, so uh, obviously it's not every week you get a new prime minister. Every few weeks, um, but uh, so with that in mind, obviously I, I thought to do something a little bit special for the quiz, not a not a standard quiz. No, is, this, uh, is this where you're going to reveal vast gaping holes in my knowledge that I really want? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, and, and I thought it would this be nice going to be to... another housing minister's quiz, isn't it? <laughs> I thought it would be nice to not only celebrate uh, Rishi Sunak, but also uh, your personal favourite, Michael Gove, as well. Piers. <laughs> um, so, I, I, and I, you know, I like to give I like to give the, the, the special editions of the quiz a, a name. So I, I took to Google to try and find something that would work, and I found um, this song called Love Soon by uh, American musician and Taylor Swift ex John Mayer, in which uh, one of the lyrics is, I'm calling it Love Soon. So I'm calling it Gov Soonak. Gov, Gov Soonak. I'm calling it Gov Soonak. <laughs> um, and 
Uh, it's not really competitive. I'm going to let you sort of team up, but it's kind of just we'll we'll, we'll we'll see how you do. We'll count as you go. But it's it's all questions uh, from the EG archives Ooh. about Rishi Sunak and Michael Gove. Okay, first question: If you search for their full names on the EG website, who gets the most hits? Rishi Ooh. Sunak or Michael Gove? Uh, you okay. can both have a, both have a guess. Okay, wait. I, I reckon longevity is going to play a big one. Gove's been around for donkey's years in one form or another. He's going to pop up. But then, I mean, you've got Sunak with COVID. During COVID, he was he was mm. on everything. Yeah. I think I think that's going to be really tight. It is Me close. Too. Yeah. It's, it's tighter I... than a Conservative Party leadership election. <laughs> <laughs> Well, in which case, okay, fine. In which case, it doesn't matter which one we pick because we can always just choose the next one in a minute. That's true. That's Absolutely. true. Yeah. Right, I'm pushing you for a final answer. Who wins? Well, should, we, mm. should we go? Well, oh, I don't know. Queen, you choose. I'm tempted to go Sunak just because of, as you say, during the pandemic or the policies that he brought in. And also, I know, but yeah, Gove's been around forever, so it's really hard to call. I'll, I'll just, I'll just say Sunak. Let's go. Sunak. It's correct. Sunak ah, 355 nice to Gove's 319. The second question uh, was uh, going to be uh, who got mentioned on EG first, but you've you obviously preempted that question. But but uh, can you can you guess the year uh, when Michael Gove was first mentioned on EG's website? Like 1859. It's <laughs> um... uh, slightly more recently. Quick, yeah. do you want to have a go? Can you can you improve Ooh. on eighteen fifty nine? I'm. Uh, shall I just shall I? I'll take a complete punt. Um, two thousand and ten. Is that going to be too not recent? Not bad. Not bad. It's actually two thousand and six. Oh, uh, good. What post was Michael Gove serving in when he was first quoted in EG by an unknown reporter uh, named sadly lost to time uh, in January two thousand and six? What post was he in? That was quite possibly me. Um, <laughs> was he shadow environment back then? Was that? I might have got that completely wrong. He no, wasn't. He wasn't. Oh. He was. He was obviously. He was a shadow, but he was actually shadow housing minister. Shadow housing. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Which of course uh, you know, in... part of the environment uh, ministry back then, the environment <laughs> department. Yes, you were close. You were close. Uh, and which deputy <laughs> prime minister's planning policies was he criticising for not delivering in January 20, 2006? Deputy, correct. Well done. He was indeed. Uh, do you think he's d- delivered better than Prescott in the in the year since? I mean, I, I've, I've never seen him deliver a punch, but I can definitely <laughs> say that, that having... <laughs> Having had the misfortune of dancing near John Prescott and having seen the video of Gove dancing, then I, I can I think I think Prescott probably was the better dancer as well, actually. <laughs> uh, well, you know, hopefully that that will be put to the test on a future uh, season of, of Strictly. <laughs> uh, we, we can only hope. Um, now, Rishi made his EG debut as recently as 2017 when he was referred to merely as a Yorkshire politician. What a stratospheric rise. Um, he was then throwing his weight behind a notable policy that he said would be quick and simple to implement. Do you know what that policy was? <laughs> was it was it was it 
Brexit negotiations. <laughs> no. <laughs> Northern, Northern Ireland. Uh, it's something that we've um, we've mentioned mentioned many times since. Is it going to be oh, something like I don't know CPOs or land value stuff? Quick and easy. I mean, it's got to be planning reform. Everybody always thinks planning reform is going to be <laughs> yeah. quick and easy, and then it drags out another four decades. It's a kind of it's it, 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 it's slightly adjacent to planning reform. It's it's a it would offer speedy planning reform in in specific places oh. and tax advantages. Oh, free ports! It's free ports. It's free ports. The first time we quoted Rishi, uh, it was in relation to free ports uh, when he was a, a Yorkshire politician. Okay, now the distinction of being the first EG reporter. Uh, to use the words Rishi Sunak, because that was a an outside contributor uh, who first mentioned um, Rishi, I believe. But you were the first EG reporter to use the words Rishi Sunak on our site in a morning news roundup in February 2020, in which you reported that he was tipped to lead what would-be body to oversee the levelling up of the regions. Any ideas, please? Hang on, which one of us was it that wrote this? It was you. It was you. It, it was, was me. me. It was you. <laughs> in one ear, out the other. <laughs> um, okay, it was a it was a super ministry. Ah, well, of mm. course, of course. Yes. I mean, didn't, but... didn't that go well? <laughs> <laughs> well, less than a week later, the baton was passed to Puy uh, to round up the industry reaction to a reshuffle that installed Sunak as Chancellor. Uh, your introduction, Pui, acknowledged that Sajid Javid's resignation as Chancellor had stunned many in the property industry. Uh, but can you can you remember roughly what it stated that some believed Sunak could do as his replacement? Um, was it foster Fly. investment or? Oh, very good. He, he it was actually shine as a champion for investment oh. into in the UK. So how how do you how do you think that's that's gone? Ooh, well, How do you think those I predictions mean, he's, he's are shinier, isn't he? He's shinier <laughs> than some others. Yeah. <laughs> OK, right. Uh, there are no prizes for guessing which of Sunak and Gove has featured most on EG's diary page. Uh, <laughs> Gove takes that on a 10-3. <laughs> uh, but, Piers, what song did you rewrite uh, in, in honour of Grandmaster Gove in September last year? Did I really do that? I have no idea, Jess. I have no idea, but I hope you're going to sing it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so it is It is from the musical Hamilton. <laughs> if that if that rings any bells, Piers. Oh, dear. Yeah, yes. I can't, I can't remember what it was. Oh, in, was it, it was, in the room where it happens? Uh, it was Wait For It. Wait For It. Oh, better. Oh, yes. <laughs> there we go. Um... <laughs> Uh, and back in June, I think all this oh. quiz has, has revealed is just how shocking my memory is. <laughs> this is this is age. <laughs> well, yeah, you're coming into focus again, Piers, because back in June, when Boris was on the edge, uh, you went down to the bookies uh, for us to check the odds on the next prime minister. Uh, can you remember where Rishi Sunak stood at that point in the list of favourites? I believe, um, depending on which. Depending on who you're including, he's either first <laughs> or second. Um, I I'm pretty sure he was. Uh, yeah, he he came second after Keir Starmer. I think was 
was, uh, was that? Bree, Bree, uh, do you want to have a, a better guess than Piers? <laughs> a, a correct guess? I, I, I can't remember. Um, I can't, it's no, a bit I lower can't than remember. it's a bit lower than second. Like fifth? Uh, he did, he did, he was sixth on the list. Really? Uh, with odds of twelve <laughs> to one. Uh, the favourite at that point was uh, Keir Starmer at five to one. Uh, Jeremy Hunt, Penny oh, Warden, wow. Tom Tugendhat, remember him, and yes, Liz Truss were all ahead of Rishi Sunak, um, which just shows oh, what yeah. bookmakers know uh, when so it comes this, to the whims this, of this the Tory people. This must be the, the odds being damaged by the sudden revelation, shocking <laughs> revelation that he's quite rich. <laughs> I believe um, so, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but imagine what right, if you had gone if you had been in that bookies that day and you had yeah. asked uh, for the price on on Starmer having to wait for at least two more prime ministers uh, before <laughs> he, he could take office. What 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 odds do you think you would have got, Piers? I, I think probably enough to make you about as rich as Rishi Sunak, <laughs> but not his wife. And obviously. and finally and finally, what do you think? Uh, Michael Gove's odds were at the time were they twenty nine to one, thirty nine to one, or ninety nine to one? I I think uh, yeah, it's I think it was a, a, a possibly quite generous ninety nine to one, wasn't he? Was he down there with Nadine Dorries as well? Did uh, we discover that? <laughs> I think there was there wasn't a price quoted for for, for poor old uh, Nadine, uh, but Gove was actually twenty nine to one at the time. Twenty nine. Yeah. Wow, there we go. There you go. So did you enjoy that little trip down memory lane uh, with, with Richie Sunak and Michael Gove? It's just showing that, that I, I have no memory of anything at all. I mean, <laughs> no wonder everything's moving like a blur. I, I've clearly got something wrong with me, or it's just age. <laughs> uh, well, thank you to you both uh, for, for joining me to discuss the week's events. Uh, and... Uh, I hope you have uh, a fun rest of the day. Uh, any suitably spooky activities lined up? Uh, yes, I'm going to. I, I had someone throw eggs at my car as I drove past the other day. I don't think there was someone that knew me. I don't think it was personal. Um, but uh, I've, I've decided that I'm probably not going to go and egg anyone's house. It was a particularly unpleasant experience. Um, mm. But no, we are, we are going to put some delightful decorations up. And then I'm going to send my children out to go and find some sugar um, and and then deal with the carnage when they come back. Excellent. Pui, are you going to read about a good horror film? Uh, yeah, yeah, possibly. Or putting the finishing touches to a lettuce costume as I speak. <laughs> no, <laughs> perfect uh, costume for, for this year. Uh, thanks to you both. Uh, we will be back uh, next week. Who knows who will join me as we return for another EG like Sunday morning.